Welcome to D&D Tales, the podcast where I tell you tales from my past adventures. This one is called A Debt to Pay. So, we got a mission from a leader of a gang called A New Dawn. He said to call him the Benefactor, which of course isn't his real name. And of course, the halfling bard Janet quickly gave him the nickname of Jim, which the other party members began to call him other variations of Jim, like Jimbo, Jimmy, Jimothy, Jimifer. There's more Jim names, I just... those are the ones I remember. But our mission was to look for a tiefling known as Henri Augusta. He skipped out on a debt to this thieves guild and was the one behind the kidnapping of Pixie, Persephone and Cal's mother, Penelope. Uh, just saying, Cal is the adopted shifter rogue and the other two are twin tieflings. We have to bring him back alive, specifically alive, but not in one piece as Cal figures out. If we do this then we are forgiven for breaking in a New Dawn's hideout to rescue Penelope. And that is a tale for another time. We accept this because a New Dawn is such a big organisation and we're just a small group of adventurers. The benefactor gives us a description of what Gustav will look like and Star, the tabaxi wizard, draws it and mostly gets it right, but not the nose. The nose is just off. It, it, she can never get the nose just right. After 11 days travel on a ship called the Little Bess, we finally dock at the free city of Bronya. We are met with a simple market stalls selling common commodities for those who are stopping to resupply before going back onto their journey. Uh, we asked one of the deckhands of the Little Bess where we can get information and they pointed straight to the Harbormaster's office. So of course that's where we, that's where we go. The Harbormaster's office doesn't look more than a shabby hut. Inside we find a halfling in gold and jewels who introduces himself as Harbormaster Lorenzo. And he was pretty much he was pretty much described as a Mr. T halfling. Janik loosens his lips by speaking to him in halfling, which was described as a really bad Irish accent. He tells us that Enrique Gustav goes by the name Julius Mendirli here, and that he's been here for three weeks. We are also told that he lodges at the Crowned Clown, but spends most of his time in the marketplace looking and buying stuff, and he also socialises at a fine establishment called the Lonely Maiden. We inquire at the local merchant to confirm what we've been told is true. And we also learn that Gustav has been making his wealth well known by spending a lot of gold a lot of the time. So we finally get to the crowned clown and outside we see a large goliath bouncer who stands guard but luckily we go inside with no issues and inside we see just a lot of tables and sitting at those tables we see patrons drinking, having a laugh with each other drink an ale and at the bar we see a dwarf bartender uh, Janik buys a drink for Drag, the dwarf barbarian but the bartender doesn't actually charge him uh, he was happy to finally have a dwarf drinking buddy so he brings a drink to Drag and enough one for himself uh, the bartender gives his name as Baz and they both have a nice chat and a right laugh 
Once they finish, Baz throws the casket back to the bar and Dreg also throws it back. But he also hits Janik squarely on his forehead, knocking him off his seat. The elven paladin Paragil sits at the bar keeping a watchful eye on Dreg, whilst also talking to Pixie's twin sister Persephone. Janik gets back up and continues his conversation with Cal and Pixie, trying to come up with a plan to find Gustav. Do you think he's gonna show? We could ask someone. I mean, like, like who? I don't know. Don't worry, I've got this. What are you going to do? I said, don't worry, I have a plan. I feel like I should be concerned. Yo, where's the boss? Come on, where is he? Come on! Get off the table, you flea-ridden bag. Ah, shut it, half-pint. What you say? Okay, don't worry everyone, uh, he's just had way too much to drink. What did you say? You're a half-pint and your mother was a gnome. She was a saint! Bring it! You want to try that again? Both of you stop! Get out of my way! Your next wolf, bring it. No one's quick as Dreg, no one's neck as incredibly thick as Dreg's, for there's no man in town as manly. What are you doing? Not till he gets one swat on the nose. I'll allow one punch. Yeah, one swat. All of you, stop. Oh god, she's not been this mad before. What? What? Don't hide by me. You ain't gonna away from me that easy. Uh, uh, bye. <laughs> yeah! Okay, you've had your punch. Now I will tend to my injuries. Um, Persephone, if you may be so kind. Ah, uh, here. He's took a nasty fall. Put some assignment on him. Thanks. That was one hell of a show. Cheers for the entertainment. <laughs> Here's a few drinks on the house. You're mental. Uh, looks like your Valden uh, friend over there has made a fan group over in the corner. What did you think of the show? Do you think you could really land a punch on me? It was a bit dramatic. <laughs> so, after combat, Luckily, everyone is entertained by the fight thanks to Janik's musical performance, which may have been stolen from LeFou's Gaston song. Uh, Star shows the bartender the picture of our target, uh, Gustav, or Menderely, as he is known here. It is very well drawn, except for the nose. And after seeing this, the bartender's mood changes drastically. He's asking us why we want to know, um, like, what our intentions are. Uh, Cal tells him exactly what Gustav has done, that he's kidnapped their mother, uh, or in Cal's case, their adopted mother. And Cal just gives him more stories and he's making it sound like that Gustav is more trouble than he's actually worth. And hearing this, the bartender scratches something off 
some sort of list and he's actually gonna help us set up some sort of sting. So with time to spare and not much to do, uh, Cal, Drag and Janik go to a fine establishment, the Lonely Maiden. Uh, to keep this PG, I won't go into too much detail. But unlike the Blue Moon in Aquas, this is a quite sophisticated establishment. As we enter, we are welcomed by a matronly woman who asks what she made help with. Dreg once again ensures that Janik gets a special encounter with an elven quote female end quote, and Cal acquires a small harem. No idea why. Uh, Dreg wishes to have a bath with good company, and as we are finished and we're about to leave, we notice Gustav is also leaving. So the three of us follow him back to the Crowned Clown. As Gustav enters the Crowned Clown, uh, he takes a seat and orders his usual from Baz. The Goliath, standing at the door, uh, gives a nod as the other three enter and the door is closed then locked. The party, Baz and Gustav are now locked inside. Uh, Gustav looks towards Baz with a really concerned expression. Uh, the party closes in on him and Gustav kind of panics. Uh, he asks the bartender about his uh, protection, to which Baz replies um, that Gustav isn't on the list. And that's when we realise what he did before. He scratched Gustav's name off the list for protection. Cal and Pixie do the whole Shadow Beast play where Cal becomes scarier and Pixie uses minor illusion to add to that. The party close in and Cal, shifting to the Shadow Beast, uh, causes Gustav to pass out through fear. Baz gives the party a safe way to the docks through the alleyways out back. With the task done and the tiefling found, uh, the little best sets course for Aquas. Cal wants more information, so he decides the best best play of action is to torture Gustav, scaring him half to death which gets to the point where he's afraid to be left alone in the dark and he's also afraid of this being called the Shadow Beast. Paragil sensed something was wrong near the end of the ship's voyage, so he decides to investigate being the paladin that he is. He actually catches what Cal has been up to as he was doing it. Uh, Cal threatens Paragil not to tell anyone, especially his two tiefling sisters. But then suddenly a hand goes through a wall in a very Mr. X fashion. Just Dreg grabs Cal by the scruff of his neck and fully goes through the wall, somehow catching him by surprise. Dreg's the barbarian. Cal's meant to be the rogue. Cal, Cal's trying to defend himself. He's trying to... He's just saying that Gustav deserved all of this. He went after the wrong people. But Dreg ensures that Cal understands if he becomes too much of a problem, then he will be dealt with. So when we finally dock back at Aquas, uh, two groups head to the Full Barrel Tavern to meet with the Benefactor, or as we like to call him, Jimothy. One of the groups is the party members and the other are the deckhands of the little Bess, as well as the prisoner Gustav. He is missing a finger and part of his horn is chipped. Thanks Cal. The Benefactor is happy that we've obtained 
Gustav, and our debt has been paid. Penelope has returned and granted safe passage back to the city of Vassar. And that was our only motive for helping such an organisation. And so the party get ready to leave to continue on to the next adventure. Thank you for listening.